Welcome to the family with James Kurzel. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off. Uh, Catherine should be here at some point, but we don't know when the hell that is. Eventually, you know, she'll Eventually, emerge. she'll show up. We'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Doug here from Walzer. Tommy's on vacation again, so I'm going to have to read both parts. Dougie, what's happening? This is weird. Tommy, I'm looking for two things. A new wife and a MAGA hat? Uh, that'd be a big no. Walzer is looking for cars to sell and people to sell them. You don't have enough cars? Well, late model used car business is good, and when COVID shut down the plants, we ran low on new cars and didn't get as many trade-ins. Right now, we're purchasing used cars from people, and in many cases, we can pay Kelly Blue Book Excellent. Heck, I'll even buy some of your cars. All I ever do is give, give, give. Yeah, sure. Anyway, we also need people to sell them. Coaches, teachers, servers. People with people skills work great in our no-negotiating model. Also, it's a salaried position, so you're not living from one commission to the next. We also pay you to learn. Think I'd be good at it? Not a chance. Well, don't worry about my feelings. I never do. If you're selling a car or want to join our team, email me at Doug at Walzer.com. Love this song. It's a good song. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we just found out, basically, that if you need Clorox uh, wipes, you're not going to get them for at least a year. Eagerly awaiting the return of Clorox disinfectant wipes to store shelves. Well, you'll be waiting for quite a while. Clorox said Monday, yesterday, or two days ago, that the popular cleaning product brought up uh, in the start of the coronavirus pandemic might not appear in stores until late 2021. So it might be over a year. Given the fact cold and flu season sits in the middle of the fiscal year, we expect the pandemic to be with us for the entirety of the year. It will take the full year to get up to the supply levels we need to be at. I think Catherine just got here. I think nice there to she see is. Ya. Nice to know you. Way to be on time there, honey. You're the new me. I don't know what my problem is. Yeah, well, a, I do. That was my problem. When Fawn was a baby, I'm like, I don't know what it is. I leave early and I just can't show up on time. But now I've got I've got it together. We're just we're on, but we're just right in the middle of stuff. You know, men really like James. That's all we were talking about. James took Scott's place at KQ. Hi, nice to meet you. James Kurzel. How you doing? The new Scott. I'm the I'm the new Scott. Yeah, I'm sure that's the way he wants to be right. Yes. The new Scott. Yes, I'm, I'm getting my nameplate changed at the <laughs> office. <New Scott>. Exactly. <laughs> Tom, aren't you the new Don Imus? <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks. In fact, he's dead. But, you know, that, that was so weird because when Cumulus released him from his deal, he only lived about another couple of weeks, didn't he? Yeah, it was very quick. It was 
Did they know he was dying or something? They had to have. I would think yeah. so. Or maybe he was only surviving for his job. Oh, like maybe. That was like his thing. <laughs> he lived to work. Yeah. You actually yeah. used to hear about that all the time. Guys that would retire and yeah. they'd like die within a year. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, like, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think men are that devoted to their work anymore i don't think Dude. they are Dude. i think they're like yeah Dude. i'm not gonna croak because of a job i know in japan <laughs> especially in the 90s there was a mysterious psychological illness going around so uh men would retire and then both the man and the woman would have psychological breakdowns and they figured it out it was caused by the fact that the man and the woman were living together again. Because in Japan in the oh, 90s, yeah. the oh man God. was never home. Oh, wow. uh, so it was like suddenly having a roommate after like 40 years. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I, that happened hilarious. to my mom because my dad was on the road all the time. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, he was gone for a, a, yep. a lot. And then all of a sudden he'd be around and it was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's real nice. What do you want for dinner? What do you want to watch? So it's just like you are now. <laughs> what do you want? So you, that's it's where you sudden, and I are yeah. now. That's, that's the deal. They come exactly. swinging in the house and think that they're in charge. It's like it's uh, you know not really. It's just not. Really. I don't think I'm in charge at the house. Sometimes. No, I don't. Why? Well, I give you that illusion that you're in charge. <laughs> the other day, so you feel like a man. The other no. day, Fox <laughs> says to Dan, she's like, like "You're not in charge." Mom is. Like, yes. <laughs> she said that to me when I was over there babysitting. She's she looked, she stuck her tongue out at me, my lovely little grandchild, and says, "You're not the one that's going to make the rules around here." With her hands on her hips, I'm like, "Okay, fourteen year old girl." <laughs> she's four, four years old. Yeah. Oh wow! I'll just lock yeah. you outside for a while. See how that she's works. She's very <laughs> focused on who is in charge, and it's me. Uh, yeah, I'm well, the you're one in charge. that is in charge to her. Oh, well, I don't know. man. I learned uh, as my daughter had become a teenager, they don't they don't lighten up. They do, oh no, they double down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they double yeah. down. Bang. Double. I, know. I, I fear for my future. Oh, did you get the Wi-Fi from Andy? Uh, I didn't yet, but I, I got the guest one. So. Well, it's, you got the guest one, yeah. so you're good to go. Wi-Fi? We have a guest Wi-Fi? The, bu- the, the building does. Oh, oh yeah. 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 We have a guest Wi-Fi. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah, they're, uh, Alex's uh, two children are a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy, oh, and they're wow. both far beyond their years in maturity yeah. or something. Yeah. Seriously, so the two-year-old comes up to me, gives me a hug a couple of days ago. Comes up, he goes, bop, bop, hug. So I give him a hug. And he goes like this. He goes, okay, well, we're going to head back home. I'm like, you're two. <laughs> what do you mean, okay, you're going to head back home? He's like, I called an Uber. Yeah, yeah. I called an Uber. My car will be here, here. any moment. Honest to God, I was like, two years old, although I was a precocious two-year-old myself, I suppose. I suppose. Well, but Fawn yesterday randomly, I guess, said to Michael, I wish I had a penis. They wiggle and stuff. <laughs> Oh. Okay. He's like just out of nowhere. She's I mean, like, it's this true. Is something I was thinking well, about. Her two-year-old brother won't keep his pants on, so <laughs> she's of got them plenty to relate to. <laughs> they do not want their clothes on. It's weird. I don't hell. know what to tell you. Oh, our neighbor across the street yesterday, the kids were on their bikes and they bike in front of her house because they go down the hill and then back up. And she's like, "Your dad was talking about the kids yesterday and how they say butt hanging out." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "They do." <laughs> but hey, bop bop, butt hanging out. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed your your butt's hanging out. Yes, I know. <laughs> And they shake their butts in front of me. Don't pinch my tuchus. <laughs> I will tell you this, to have grandchildren and children, as you know, during a pandemic is huge because they bring you joy, whether people have COVID or whatever is going on. 
children just make you happy. Yes. They just well, there's do. never a dull moment. That is There's never a dull certain. moment. That's very, very true. You're absolutely right. My favorite, did you say you grew up Catholic, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah, so did I, so did Catherine. But one of my favorites, I don't remember doing this, of course, because I was only a little, when did kids stop crapping their pants? The boys, like two, two, some kids not until they're 19. five, but starts again when like you're nine. Between two and three yeah. is the average. Oh, really? Between yeah. two and three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I must have been about two and a half then. But my mother was Typical. a big time Catholic, and she had the archbishop over for dinner all the time. wasn't good enough just the priest or the you know the monsignor. She had to have the archbishop over, right? So apparently, and I don't remember this, I remember stuff from them when I was three, but not two and a half. So apparently, right in the middle of dinner, I walked up to my mother, and I looked at the archbishop, and I looked back at my mother and said, would you tell this son of a bitch to go home? <laughs> well, I thought you had to be politically connected to get an archbishop to your house. Oh, I didn't know Judge, you could just ask one. She was the uber Catholic, though. I mean, she or a big donor. Guy. I didn't know you could just get an archbishop. It's, yeah, yeah, listen, archbishop, I was looking at the Bible, and some of the language translations are wrong. I mean, she was ultra Catholic. Well, you remember how Catholic she was. Yes. She they, loved it, man. When, uh, when I was a kid, the priest... Uh, would come over the parish priest or whatever would come over and do the house blessings sure. and yeah, go right, up and down the right. street stop by everybody's houses and do these blessings but it was a kind of a racket because everybody kind of. made them stuff cookies brownie like uh, you know so it's like i'd go door to door too exactly like, yeah. cash tips uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> donations i should do that just yeah. like a thing what was that called? Like when you could pay your way out of sinning Oh, uh, indulgences. 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 Yeah, indulgences. Yeah. Selling of indulgences. Yeah. Yeah. Some, ma- some marriages sitting. were indulgences, I know. Yeah. You could be you could really bad yeah. and get your way back, buy yes. your way into heaven. I did love it, though. To tell you, growing up Catholic was pretty damn. I loved that whole... I still love the Catholic culture anyway, even though I'm not all that religious, but I just I just like that culture. I know I can't decide Fawn is in a Lutheran preschool. So like fake Catholic. But they're like pretty religious. I was like, oh yeah. I thought that they'd be not that oh, religious, really? but like everything, like even I was on their website yesterday to try to figure out if they're th- saying anything about the COVID situation because they haven't said anything yet. And like they talk about the religious part, but then they talk about like exercise and movement and stuff. And it's just like our Christ given bodies are exercise, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> Calm down. That you is a church, that darling. But yeah. it's a school. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, this, it's like laying really... it on a little thing. Oh, I Andrews remember was... going to St. Andrews and asking about how, because it was a Catholic elementary school, and I remember mm-hmm. the, what was the principal's name? She was really nice. Oh, like, she was oh terrific. Bjorkdahl. No, no, Bjorkdahl. Yeah. Bjorkdahl was my fifth grade teacher. Well, yeah. whoever she was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember saying, so how Catholic... Are you? And she gives me this weird look. And she says, well, if you're asking if we teach mathematics, one cross plus two crosses equals three crosses, we don't do that. We don't do that. Exactly. One cross plus one savior equals. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, we should point out they ended up, because we put them in, a, in another grade mm-hmm. school, and we didn't know it was this. it was a religious deal. 
We know yeah, it was. that was a non-dominant, dominant, denomination. Non-denomination. 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 The principal is currently named Ann Detman. I don't know if that's. No, no, no that's not I would. I will think of her name. I can see her face and hear her voice. I but can I too. Think of so her. the kids were there at that school for about one month. At this, apparently, it was a church school, but we didn't know it was a way over the top religious church school, right? Religious. It was not Catholic, it was something else. And then uh, the kids came home and said, uh, Can we go somewhere Something's else? Something's funky. Like, what? <laughs> they uh, asked when they were going to put up the Halloween decorations, and we're told we don't uh, celebrate the devil here. Uh, so said, some people, hey, some people in my class said we put our Christmas tree up before Halloween to ward off evil spirits. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, time to roll uh, out. What city was that in? It was in Elk River. Uh, it uh, or Elk River. Elk River. Elk River. River. I took, yeah. I took um, behind the wheel in that school. Oh, did you really? I went back. To was the devil there with you? I was like, the devil is back. I don't I think they're still around. Oh, that dis- assembly uh, of your sister or whatever it was called. What? Assembly of your close. sister. Okay, we got to take a break. We'll be right back and find out if assembly of your sister is still in business. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up. North Minneapolis, they were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner, they hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. I can't remember where I heard of it, but we're just going down a list of all the places my family's been thrown out of or never been invited back. So it's great. Don't let me get started on the bars. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're getting to my, getting to my area now, are we? Yeah. Be getting, you know, I was never thrown out of a school. I was, I, you weren't? I was never thrown out of a school. I thought they Shocking. didn't want you back at North High. Well, they didn't, but they didn't throw me out. See, I quit. No. you weren't welcomed back like me. Mm. Yes. No, just, you know, I, they gave him the papers and said... Yeah. Leave the county. So at 16, we'll my high ever. school counselor, James, is here. James is the, what, what's your title? 
Uh, program director. It is program. Yeah. Director. Don't you have yeah. another one or something? Yeah, director. Don't you have uh, a better re- title? Regional director of content and programming. Regional VP of content and regional. programming. Oh, he's a VP. Ooh, regional. Yeah. 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 Nice. Now we're cooking with gas. Fancy. That distracted me. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just getting kicked out of things. Oh no! I when I was 16 years old, I. I just decided this wasn't for me, so I quit high school. And uh, Mrs. Nyquist, I don't know if she's still or probably not. I wouldn't think that if she was 40 back then, she'd be a 1,000, so she's probably not alive still. Safe bet she's retired. So the person <laughs> I sat down. Yes. And the broadest <laughs> definition of the term. Exactly. <laughs> I sit down, and she goes, hey, Tommy. I said, yeah. And she goes, you have a cigarette? I said, Yeah. <laughs> She goes, okay. So I give her an old gold, and she's hitting the old gold. And she goes, you know, Tom, i got to be honest with you. You should get a job as a factory worker because you got no chance. Like, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. But what that did Was she wrong? I think she did it because she was trying to push me into accomplishing something. Oh, maybe she knew that you needed reverse psychology. Ah, yeah. I think she is. Yeah, smart enough. People do. Tell yeah. you you can't do it. And tell me you can't oh, do it. Oh, he's definitely, yeah, your family's got that whole don't tell me what to do thing going on. Yeah, we kind of do mm-hmm. have that don't tell me what to do. <laughs> James has noticed that already. He's like, it all works out in the end. That's but uh, right. I'm very happy for you because normally when there's a new person at uh, KQRS, Tom's on the phone with them about 15 hours a day screaming at them, and I have uh, not been witnessing that. What so are you talking about? You must who was be I getting screaming? along. I never screamed at anybody. Oh, you were lying. Like who? Everybody. I never, I never yelled at Scott. Every single, okay. Well, okay. Loud impassioned conversations. Uh, Let's say that. Well, we talk on the phone a lot. Um, talk on the phone, but I, I know. he's not like on the phone. It's all fun stuff. 90% yeah. of his time go, yelling. You son of a... <laughs> just for fun. Him up. Yeah. Just, just so you know, it. it could be in your future. Who, I was never just yelling at her. I don't yell at Shelly. You have yelled at Shelly. Yeah, that was back when I didn't like her. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was true. It's happened. Every other general manager I've screamed at, that oh, is true. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, you're doing well. So you far, so good. Stupid bastard! You're screwing up my life. Those kind, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, we we know the type. <laughs> we, we, we as management, is that what you're saying? We as management, we know the type. How long have you been in radio? Uh, Twenty years. So you've so. noticed the, you know, talent versus management sort of mm-hmm. the yeah. dynamic. Dynamic yes. is always. Interesting. Yeah, and I figured I didn't have enough stress in my life. I decided to try to walk the line right in the middle. Ah. And just in between the two, always. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that was my career move. Yeah, we're all well, worked on it. Whatever you could have to do to survive, I say. Yeah, right? Actually, it does work out because the one time I can work for a, for a man would be program director. I can't do it with sales managers, can't do it with general managers, CEOs, none of it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I have douchebag dicky brother so what does that tell you have yeah. you so you've been changing the music at kq um just i mean i don't know about changing it as much as like uh kind of the presentation of it and sort of the fun stuff we do around it and just making like the vibe of it better what you know what does that mean um, <laughs> 
because she likes the music now. No. Oh, um, I've been getting more comments on how the music's better. Yeah, like you know, we've updated it, you know, Good. but you know, it's yeah. but we're not like playing like new songs or anything like that. We're just playing like better songs more and the stuff in between the songs I think is better and okay. you know, and just um, sort of changing the way that, you know, talent approaches the market and stuff like that. Okay. We yeah. have a guest. Okay. We have a guest? Yeah. Who's our guest? Florence Ann Romano. Well, I, it wasn't on the calendar. Yes, it is. It wasn't on my calendar. Mm. Get a new calendar. But I like the fact that, that we have a guest. We <laughs> have no problem. Oh, that's yeah. great. Well, because Lawrence can hear what I'm saying. Yes. No, it's still not on my calendar. No, I don't have what? anything. No, I don't have oh, anything. Oh, it just popped up. Oh, Literally okay. one second No, it's ago. Florence. That's what I said. Florence well, I thought you said Ramon. Lawrence. Oh, my God. Florence, how are you? Florence Sorry, we had a calendar glitch. You just popped up. Florence, how are you? Apparently not great. You damn right. Things are going really well. She's mad. Flash through. Florence. Hello, Florence. Hey, Romano. Nope. I'm going to unpatch and patch. Okay, unpatch yeah. and patch. And then patch. Child care advocate, Alex. You'd love to talk to the Florence. The Windy City Nanny. Hey, Romano. Hey, I was one of those. Can American child care survive the coronavirus? The Windy City Nanny weighs in on child care crisis. See, you would like that whole situation. You would you'd like to talk to her about this. I children. And good, the good thing about her not being patched is she didn't hear me call her Lawrence. So that was good. You know, that all worked on that. Tell me when we're ready to go, Andrew. No? There, Florence. No, it's being quite broken. It is, the phone is quite broken. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we don't have a guest then. Well, I can. Well, now I want to talk out. to her. You got me all. Well, she did, could we call her back so we don't leave her hanging on the, you know, it's not, just dangling out there. Uh, we could the call wind. her back. Maybe. You want to do that? Well, because we're going to have to do content of some kind. We can't just go. Well, we'll just wait it did out. Did you talk you about uh, Jude's traumatic experience? I did indeed. I and knew I said, you would. It's very, very lucky for that woman that she wasn't a man. I will tell you that. Yes, I did bring that up. Poor uh, she went out of her way to be such an asshole to my wife, I couldn't believe it. Really? I mean, just out of her way. How about now? Florence. Hi. Oh, there, there you are. are. Thank God, Hi. Florence. Florence, how much time do you have today? Oh, you take your time. It's okay. I'm not under a huge time crunch. Okay, good, because we'd like to talk to you for about probably three minutes here, take a two-minute break, and then come back for a full ten-minute segment, if that works for you. Oh, that would be beautiful. I'm so honored, yes. No, it's nice to have you on Florence and Romano. Ladies and gentlemen, can American child care survive the coronavirus? Yeah, you know what, Florence? Until I read that, I didn't even think about this, but child care has got to be a really tough job yes. right now. All right, is anybody making any money? Oh, no. No one's making any money, and there's been so many shutdowns of, you know, privately, you know, and I'll talk about this too, privately owned, uh, you know, daycares, and it's just, it's such a mess out there because, you know, this is, this pandemic has caused, obviously, the effects of the economy, but then also in home, uh, in terms of how you are taking care of your children in home, whether it's a nanny or an in-home daycare or anything like that, it's completely changed how you're taking care of your children today. Yeah, I could see that. Before COVID-19 shut the country down, 64% of working families relied on child care infrastructure that was already tenuous. The current crisis has nearly dismantled the entire system. America can't go back to work without affordable, accessible, reliable child care. Is it even possible, Florence? 
I think it's possible to, to, to go back to it, but the one silver lining of this pandemic, I truly believe, is that we've shoved child care to the forefront. It's in the spotlight. We are seeing what's going on in the world today, and we all of a sudden, everyone's like, ooh, you know what? I think this is a problem. I think yeah. we need to pay attention to what's going on in child care, and this sure. isn't if it's going to go away. And one common denominator that we all have in this country and beyond is that someone's helping you take care of your kids usually. So we need to get involved with solving this problem from, you know, from legislation and, and below. It just it needs to be on everyone's docket. Well, uh, they just announced at a, in our district school um, that they're going to start doing school two days a week. Mm-hmm. And as Past days, yeah, and, and and as anybody knows, finding part-time daycare is next to impossible. It's you, you you pay almost as much as full-time daycare if you can even find it. Exactly, because I mean they they'll make you pay exactly full-time to even send your kids there a few days a week, even if they let you do it. And so you know what I've also noticed happening because of the daycares closing, because ninety percent of of daycares are privately owned, and this was a problem even before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. They had these razor-thin margins of operation. Now you're seeing these daycares close, so now you have less resources, you know, in terms of you know outside help for your children. But these teachers are now out of work and now they're trying to transition into being nannies um but now you still have an issue with the quarantine still with the pandemic do you even want a stranger coming into your home or even not even a stranger strange the nanny could be your grand you know the grandparents your in-laws and they're maybe at an age where they really shouldn't be around um children because of the exposure and the vulnerability you're just adding on problem after problem and now with going back or not going back, you're seeing such uh, such a dichotomy with it, you know, with even the archdiocese versus the public schools. Archdiocese is sending everyone back five days a week full time. And I've had parents calling me saying, I'm taking my kids out of public school and putting them in private yeah. because I yeah. them to go back to school. We've got to take a quick break. Be right back in just about a minute and a half more with Florence Ann Romano. Can American child care survive the coronavirus? Right back with Florence. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Yes, there you go. Florence and Romano, our special guest, can American child care survive the coronavirus? Florence, we now have 
my wife and our daughter, and they both are fired up. Talk about children. Got to give it to the women. (laughs) No. (laughs) I have several questions for Florence. That's what happened. I love it. I love this this female power here, this sisterhood. I like it a lot. The sisterhood. Well, I have... So I... I'm Alex, hello, the daughter, and I have two children, one who is a four-year-old, so she's in, she'll be in her second year of preschool this year, and then my son, who's two, so he's not in school yet. But I was thinking about what my options would be, because we didn't know in Minnesota what the situation was going to be, because my daughter is very much a needs-to-go-to-school-and-be-social-and-loves-learning-in-that-capacity-but-when-I-try-to-be-her-teacher-at-home... She has no interest whatsoever. Not uh-huh. at all. None. <laughs> but then she's also got her brother running around, and he's, like, playing and doing things. Distracting. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's difficult. And she, but she absolutely loves school. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll look at, since she's only four, I'm like, maybe I'll look at a daycare mm-hmm. because they haven't shut down and they're not making the kids wear masks and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But her school is run by a church it's a church school and it's a hundred and forty dollars a month for part-time preschool and That's then i was dirt like cheap yeah dirt cheap <laughs> wow dirt oh, cheap gosh, yeah don't let that secret get out we're all gonna move there yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> yeah, there and then i looked at this montessori school that is right by our house and i was like oh that would be fun like you know just two days or three days a week half days same that she would be in school and it was two hundred and five dollars a week oh wow what's different yeah 820 bucks for the same amount of time time wow it's crazy and i was looking at a couple other places by us and i was just like well i don't know we can either move into an apartment and send our <laughs> oh. kid to Montessori school or oh, I don't know. And what do you think about the, the care at the, at the, the, the church run one? Do you mean, you know, that, that in and of itself, I have to say, takes vetting when you're trying to figure out where you want your kids to go, not just how much it costs. Right. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. The, so the people that are taking care of them. So what type of situation do they have? What structure do they have? Who's taking care of the kids? Well, she went to this preschool last year. And so I went through, yes, the whole thing for like three months. I was just like, which place should I send her to? What do I do? I want her to have the best like education possible, possible, but also be like really comfortable because at home I'm a very hands-on gentle talk about all the emotions go through everything i'm exhausted by the end of the day because i'm just like i've just done all of the emotional work of yeah it's oh, a lot of work. i love that you know what i want to that's something really important alex that you touch on actually that's a big part of my platform is the emotional intelligence of children and i'm so just jazzed to hear that that's how you treat your children with that emotional language. You have conversations like that and you're so invested in them emotionally. Thank you. That does so much for them when they grow up because they become these beautifully empathic people. And I believe that, honestly, I think that's the key in life, like to raising good kids is to raise children that with an enormous, tremendous amount of empathy because that changes the world. Everything you do in the world, if you attack, attack, attack it, pardon me, with a, like, 
a, a point of view of empathy, I think it changes so much. So just hearing gives me goosebumps, hearing that that's how you treat your children already. I mean, that you, you, you may not be the teacher in the classroom that you think that they need, but you're doing the real work that they need in terms of a teacher to guide them to be these incredible human beings when they grow up. Oh, so you are you. absolutely Aww. a teacher. Well, thank so you. So that's amazing. So nice to hear. That is very nice to hear. I have a question about this, too. So let's say the cheap education isn't as good as the Montessori. Like, mm-hmm. you know, does it really matter when they're four? I always thought, you know, if they're smart, they're smart. They're going to, you know, it's going to come through in later years. uh, If they are accelerated and really brilliant, it's going to, I mean, I I don't know. Well, I will say, I just want to cut in really quick. I, to me, with Fawn's age, I was like, I don't care as much about the education part of it right now. But I was like, the care from her teachers. Yeah, a little bit of nurturing, a little bit of pleasantry. That mattered more to me than like, well, are your kids, do they know the ABCs, like writing down the ABCs by their four? Or like, that stuff doesn't matter to me. So, but I'm just wondering. Yes, Florence, yeah. what no, do you? No, I think that that's an excellent question, and I, I also would agree with Alex with it. I, I don't think I am as concerned at that age about the curriculum yeah. necessarily. I'm more concerned with the social skills and the developmental skills in that way. Like you said, a teacher that you know is pleasant and kind and invested in them, but also a place that they can practice manners and they can practice those social skills. I. I think that time in that type of environment is very important for them. Um, and like you said, you know, the intelligence and the curriculum that comes with, like, you know, proper academia, that's going to be addressed going forward. But I think at the Montessori level, I mean, I was like night and day growing up for me. I was that little kid that walked into preschool, and I was like, okay, everyone, we're going to do this, and we're going to go over here, and we're going to go over there, and this is how we're going to play. And then my sister was the type of girl that was like, I just want to go – a school where I can wash a pan. That's literally what she told my mom when she was a little girl, is I just want to wash a pan in the fake sink. And she's like, all right, I guess you can go to Montessori school and yeah. do that. I was going to say, that sounds like a Montessori. a thousand times more brilliant than I am. And so I don't think at that age that you should be as focused on the academic. Yes. Yeah, and that's why when I went to, I went to a couple open houses at a couple different schools and i was like it'd be really nice if this cheap school were great because it's so cheap <laughs> but i'm like but if it's not the right thing we'll send her somewhere yeah, else but whatever. if they're torturing your children in the basement yeah I it'll draw be the line. yeah i guess not. Yeah. Um, but we met with the, but we met with the teacher and she was like i always make sure once a week to meet with every kid for like five minutes because there's two there's the main teacher and then there's the teacher assistant and there's oh there were only 12 kids in her class and she was like we talk with every kid at least for five minutes a week, just to see, like, what do you like to do? What's making you happy? What's difficult? And she's like, and for the third three-year-old class, it's much more about, like, social skills and education. And then the four is when we kind of start getting into numbers and letters and writing and all that stuff. And I was like, that's what I wanted to yeah. hear. That sounds good. That, she sounds excellent, I yeah, have to she, say. I she mean, was that, wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. And yeah. That's, you know, the peace of mind for you, too, for all parents out there that have to send their kids to school, not even just during a pandemic, just in general, sending their kids off to school. The peace of mind of knowing that they're in an environment 
that you value, that there is an extension of your values, it's what you want for them. It doesn't, not every parent is going to feel the same way about what they want for their children at whatever age level they are, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can celebrate that, that everyone is different in that way, but it's about knowing what you want for them. And you've done that hard work of figuring out what you want for them. And so many people don't, they just kind of throw their kids into a school and they're like, hope for the best. And I really do think you, you do have to be aware of what it is what it is that you're throwing them into and what you're looking to gain from it. So you've done really an excellent job. Well, thank you. It is magnificent. Florence, I have to ask you a question. As the Windy City Nanny, Uh so we're assuming you're from Chicago. (laughs) Yes. Are you a Bears fan? I am. I think you kind of just have to be if you live here. I don't think you're given a choice. It's not like Sox or Cubs. It's like you just, you have to like the Bears. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. Did you see the reveal this week on the Hallis family as far as the the value of the team this year? You know what? I wish I could say I did. I I have not. I'm more excited because I'm a big Blackhawks fan that Blackhawks hockey was back on. So, no, you have to. Now you have to download me on what you're happened. Such a, you're such a Chicagoan. It's phenomenal. <laughs> anyway, so it was revealed this week that the, uh, the Chicago Bears are worth $3.4 billion. Okay? Just a little bit. What? A little Three, bit. $3.4 okay. billion. Dollars. <sighs> Georgia, and the, by the way, the Hallis family still owns the team. The yeah, Hall- that much I knew, yes. Yep, yes. the Hallis family still owns the team. Do you know how much George Hallis bought the team for all those years ago? Gosh, I have no, not even a clue. You ready? Yes. They're worth three point four billion now. George Hallis bought the team for a hundred dollars. Oh my god! That's a pretty good investment. <laughs> yeah, a good return. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, good return. I was going to say ROI. Good. Like a hundred thousand, but a hundred. A hundred dollars he paid for gosh. the team. Oh, isn't and that incredible? It's so wow. great, though. They never even thought of selling the team. There was never a time when they went, well, we don't want this team. The Hallis family still owns it, and now we're $3.4 What a great American story that is. We need to that, plug her American dream right there. Her YouTube channel and her book. Well, tell me all about it. Oh, gosh. Isn't she She's a cool lady? I was so sad to see about her divorce. Uh, you know, that, that, that bummed me out. But she's a cool lady. Oh, right. You want to talk about your YouTube channel and your book? So my YouTube channel, uh, Windy City Nanny, uh, I went into a bunch of different homes across Chicago and wanted to explore what was going on in, in, in the lives of these families and how they were parenting and what they were struggling with. So each episode has a different theme, and we talk about different things from the parenting with chronic illness to a father who lost his wife tragically in an accident and left behind two little girls um, and, you know, parenting alone and self-care for moms who've lost their identity uh, to becoming mommies. Um, so we explore all of those things um, through the episodes on um, uh, Windy City Nanny uh, YouTube series. Um, and I'm also, I, I do a lot of uh, chatting with um families and parents and nannies on Instagram, um, any direct message that I get, I answer, and we talk through things that are going on in your life. Um, so I feel very connected uh, to the community um, through a lot of different mediums. That is a wonderful thing. Uh, she has been featured on Home and Family, national show like Home and Family, The Doctor and the Diva. So when you're on Fox News, who are you on with uh, on Fox News? 
Well, I, I just did Fox uh, the news tour just a couple days ago um, where I do the radio show across the country over like a four-hour period. Oh, okay. Um, and then Fox, when I was on uh, recently, my gosh, God help me that I can't remember the host's name. It always changes every time. I, I am on a different version, different affiliate of the network. But oh, okay. I love, I, I love that. They, they, they're such a great station to be on. They are, I understand. WindyCityNanny.com. Florence, thank you for your time today. Great talk. I love your attitude. You have a wonderful attitude. Uh, well, thank you. And you guys as well. It was wonderful to make this a family affair. So to get to talk to your wife and daughter, too, is such a treat. We love it. Thanks, Florence. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Kristen Burt.